right. This is the DJ Doors here. This is Miguel Speaker. You are tuned to 95.7 KDRTO, Davis, California. I'm Jalen. I'm Martha. Amanda. Lucy. Happy week six, everyone. Uh, with spring quarter being halfway through and midterms um, being had left and right, it's good to take a break and check out the whole Earth Festival happening this weekend. That's May 12th, 13th, and 14th. Now, if you don't know what the Whole Earth Festival is, it began in on the Davis campus in 1969 as a small art class called Art Happening, where students used art to teach visitors about activism, wellness, and environmental sustainability. It's free, student-run, and zero waste, and hosts about 30,000 visitors annually. So yeah, have you guys ever been to the Whole Earth Festival? No. No. Really? No. I heard about it last year, but I didn't think I went. I went, like, when it was on the Friday on campus and I was still there and everything. It's pretty cool. They have lots of live music and a lot. It's, I feel like it's a lot more, like, shops and stores that you can buy from. But I think that the wow. most interesting, yeah. And, like, I feel like the most interesting aspect is just, like, the zero waste part of it. Because there's a lot of yeah. restaurants and venues. Yeah, that definitely does seem pretty interesting. Like, I just... You know, like with spring quarter, I really thought it was just like picnic day. And then that was like the biggest event of spring quarter. But this seems like it's going to be really, really big. Oh, yeah. 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 And yeah, I I was looking on their website and everything. And they said 30,000 visitors annually. I didn't realize that many people came to Davis. Yeah. I didn't know that either. I'm excited. Yeah, for real. So uh, we interviewed uh, someone who's actually performing at the Polar Festival. Um, to get more insight into the event and how she feels about going on stage again in front of such a large audience. So we'll go ahead and play that right now for you. So what's your name? Megan Avenatt. So you're in a band. Yeah. What's the band called? Uh, we're called Maiden Sun. Is that S-U-N or S-O-N? S-U-N. Like, like the sun in the sky. Uh, what type of music do you guys play? Uh, we play like indie rock, like nice. indie folk, kind of a little bit. It's a mix of like 90s grunge and like Fleetwood Mac. So you guys are going to be playing at the Whole Earth Festival? Yeah. What is the Whole Earth Festival? Uh, the Whole Earth Festival is a three-day event that I know was like started back in the 60s by an art class. When and where can we see you perform at the uh, We're performing on Sunday, the 14th is coming Sunday at 2 p.m. And we're going to be on the Cedar stage, so it's going to be the stage closest to the MU. How did you guys get involved with the, the Whole Earth Festival? Uh, well, I'm from Davis, so like I knew it was a thing. Mm -hmm. There was just one day back in the winter time that, like, after, because me and Izzy, my bandmate, met back in the fall. There was one day that, like, we saw that the Instagram account was like, hey, we're looking for performers. And we both sent each other the post and we're like, hey, this is probably a crazy idea, but what if we did this? <laughs> like, applied. And then we were both like, oh my god, that's so funny that we had the same, like, totally insane idea because, like, we didn't have a band. <laughs> we just applied. <laughs> when did the, when did you guys start the band? Um, a month ago. A month ago? Oh, so this, so this was literally like, you're like, oh, let's go play in the whole festival, but we need to be a band for that. Correct. We had the idea, and we didn't think we were going to get picked, because all, no. all we had to submit was, like, a couple of videos of us singing in the Arboretum. Yeah. And some, like, super rough SoundCloud demos that I'd produced for us. Uh -huh. Like, she wasn't even singing on those ones, because I'd only done it over winter break. So we submitted this stuff, and then we got picked. And we found out over spring break, and then we were like, oh shoot, we're too far in. <laughs> now we have to make a band. <laughs> so 
<laughs> we found some other friends like through KDBS, these guys that we like met at an open mic and we're like, hey, crazy idea. We got picked for a 40 minute set at Whole Earth and we've never played a live show before. <laughs> we have no band, but they think we do. Will you be in it, please? Nice. <laughs> and they said, yeah. That's a fantastic story. <laughs> and that's how we got here. I mean, we played together maybe five times. <laughs> Like practice. Well, I mean, you have uh, like two, three more days. Exactly, practice. we're practicing two or three more times in there. Well, best of luck to you. Thank you. All right, so uh, yeah, thanks for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thanks, thanks for having me. All right. Wow, one month and they're already performing. Wow, that's amazing. I know. Like, imagine starting a band like that from scratch. It's like their band story, if they ever get like really big, is gonna be kind of, it's gonna be kind of iconic, honestly. No, yeah. During the interview, um, we we were like, that could be like a movie plot. <laughs> like, yeah, no, for real. I'm like, I can't imagine just being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I have a band for sure, for sure. Even though I have absolutely no idea what it is. <laughs> I'd be interested in seeing the videos. They said they were singing at the Arboretum. Mm. I, oh yeah oh yeah gotta go yeah. <laughs> when are they uh performing specifically yeah they're performing this sunday at 2 p.m i believe okay 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 so be sure to check out them for that um have you guys ever wanted to start a band before oh as a childhood you always have like yes. crazy fantasies with like, your you cousins be, yeah. oh, you <laughs> your friends like you'll be like oh let's do this you even go as yeah a like alvin and the chipmunks oh dude, the goats <laughs> dude, i say i say they're better than the beatles yeah, <laughs> them and Lemonade Mouth. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I remember when I was in kindergarten, we started a band at recess without instruments, <laughs> and we just pretended we had instruments. And we were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like you can like stand over there and just pretend to dance while we're playing our pretend in instruments. Oh, air guitar, <laughs> air guitar is, is, a, is a skill, if you ask me. You put that on a resume. Oh yeah, air air guitar. Yeah, air guitar, air drums. You got the mouth trumpet. Oh, and then rock band. Hey, you know what? Did anybody else play rock band? I played yes. rock band. Yes. I played so I was much. so bad. I, <laughs> I thought I was so good because I was playing on the easy level. And then I was playing with my friend who loves rhythm games. So she was like, yeah, yeah, let me just switch it to extreme mode real quick. And she just, Dang. she's absolutely those amazing. Videos, I remember watching those videos of like those people like doing, like there's another game. It's not specifically rock band, but it uses the same instruments. And you can put your own songs in. And I just be like so mesmerized by the hand-eye coordination, pressing the buttons and all that. No, for real. Speaking of like air guitar though, so I have a lot. I've done a lot of interesting things. I like to think in my life, and I went to <laughs> yeah. I, so long story. Really? I went to a religious camp one time, and at the camp there was a priest who really thought that like he really liked rock music, and so then me and him would do air guitar together. Bonding. Exactly. It's very fun. Yeah. Also, can I know real quick, uh, her starting a band like in a month when like, and, like practicing like a few days before it's due, that's like the same mentality I have for all my homework. So, <laughs> yeah. so it's nice. So I'll nice be having to a midterm tomorrow. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's oh, nice God. to know that, you know, that, that you never grow out of that. So that's awesome. <laughs> can anyone play any actual instrument? Um, I played piano for like nine years. Um, just recently stopped um is singing an instrument i used to sing <laughs> um and then i played clarinet for like a year i played cymbals i played mallets uh, i was in oh. high school orchestra so i played the flute and i played the piano 
I haven't done that in a while, but like so many of my friends are in bands. I'm like, maybe I should pick up instrument again and yes, start a band. Yes, you should. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start a band with your little, like, would you do like a rock band or like a... Yeah, like, um, rock music's my favorite kind of music, so I'd probably do rock. Nice. All right, well, that is all we have time for to get today. Make sure you head down to the UC Davis MU Quad this weekend to check out the whole Earth Fest, to check out all the whole Earth Festival has to offer. Thank you for listening, and we'll be right back. Good morning, Davis listeners. This is Cow Pinions. I'm your host, Samir. I'm Michaela. I'm Kaji. I'm Amy. All right. Sorry, I forgot my one member. And I'm Gabriel. I'm sorry about that, Gabriel. <laughs> I just think uh, I just keep thinking fast. <laughs> Anyways, so today we're going to talk about uh, what happened last week. As you all know, um, Davis experienced a tragedy with the, all the serial killings that happened. Uh, but thankfully, there has been a conclusion to the case. They have identified the suspect. Uh, and so Michaela was kind enough to interview one of her friends, or one of her coworkers, which is Aggie. So Michaela, do you mind telling us a little bit about the interview? Yeah, it was quite a scary time for our small cow town last week. And so I decided to interview the managing editor at the Aggie newspaper here at Davis. Um, and she commented on the spread of disinformation among other aspects of the case. So let's go ahead and listen to that interview. I'm a fourth-year political science major, um, and I am the managing editor for the Aggie. Okay, thank you so much. Um, so specifically today, what I wanted to talk to you about was from the stabbings last week that like sent our community into shock, um, and you played a big role at the Aggie um, regarding reporting on that case. And so um, if you could just explain, like, how the investigative process went um, while reporting and writing those articles? Yeah, so I ended up doing um, a good amount of reporting on that. I had a lot of help from our city news editor, Chris Ponce, and our campus news editor, Sonora Slater. Um, But the three of us really worked on most of that. Um, And I think that was partly because a lot of the stories, the turnaround, turnaround time was really quick and the investigation kind of moved very quickly um and so we didn't want to put any of that on our writers and also just the stress of the situation 
Um, it felt like something that we could handle since we have been writing for a while. Um, and I think the process was kind of like very new to all of us. None of us had ever reported on a case like that um, and weren't really used to reporting on something that ended up being national news. And there's a lot less room for error when you're reporting on something like that and something as serious as um, murders and, you know, a very sensitive and close to our community case. Um, and so I think a lot of the investigative part of it was m less investigative, actually. Um, we tried to really, you know, make sure when we were speaking to witnesses or speaking to police or campus representatives, they knew that we were working for the Aggie. They knew that we were writing articles. Um, we tried to be really cognizant of whether people wanted their names on the record or not. Um, I actually happened to just pass by um, the scene where they apprehended the suspect. And so I, you know, approached it more as just a, a person living in Davis um, and like someone who lives in the area. And then once I realized kind of what was happening, I um, expressed that I worked for the Aggie and I spoke to a woman who had been following the suspect around that afternoon um, and then I spoke to some police officers um, and I, I started working on an article about finding the suspect that night but I was conscious of the fact that they hadn't named him as a suspect yet so I waited until the next day um, when they did name him as a suspect to publish that piece because I didn't want to fear monger or anything like that I didn't want to like bring attention to this person if he wasn't, um, you know, the suspect, if he wasn't arrested. So yeah, that was most of the process on that. Yeah, um, I'm glad that you brought up fear-mongering because my next question was going to relate to, um, like, the dissemination of, like, misinformation. Um, you know, I, I noticed, like, some news outlets putting out articles before us or putting out articles before press releases, and I think a big thing I learned and I'm, I'm proud of our like newspaper for not doing is trying to beat everyone to the punch because it was it did result in a lot of those outlets putting out information that ended up not being true and I think that's honestly a lot more harmful than the good that it does in spreading information yeah definitely um and yeah I just have one more concluding question for you um how do you feel like your role in the community has changed, um, like, responding in a time of crisis and, like, also going forward with the trial and um, the hearing? In regards to this situation, um, I think last week, especially when all this was kind of ongoing, it became probably my number one priority was, like, reporting on the case and getting that information out. Um, and I think that during a time of crisis, it was kind of, a reminder to me that people actually do read um, what we're saying and what we're saying is like a stream of information for people um, and so I think it just like reaffirmed to me that it's important that we do good reporting and that we get information out in a timely manner and that it's true. <laughs> Alrighty, thank you for that interview, Michaela. Yeah, I, I, I guess like this entire a new situation because it's so rare to happen in a city like Davis, known to 
be very safe. So yeah, yeah, share with you all. Like, uh, what was? How did you all react? Yeah, talking, sitting down and talking with Katie really uh, opened my eyes on. Well, first of all, first and foremost, I want to say thank you to our first responders and to our reporters. Um, I felt like they really kept the community unified in um, as much as they could in a time as trying as last week was. Um, my personal reaction to all the chaos was I just, I guess I was concerned about the misinformation that we were spreading. Yeah, I feel like you brought up a really good point on misinformation and how a lot of the news channels did report on like false information and how like damaging that can be back in the day. Like I know a lot of people do want to hear like right away like what's, what's happening and being kept updated, but she does bring up a, a great point about making sure like you can, especially in news media, like accurate Yeah, no, um, I was most concerned about the pieces that people were sharing on Yik Yak. Um, I don't know if anybody saw that, but um, it was, yeah, I think some people got a hold of a police scanner. And right. yeah, yeah um, Yik Yak is a, a platform, for those of you who don't know, that's just an anonymous platform to spread information that a lot of students use. Mm -hmm. um, and I know that there was times that people are depending on a police scanner to um, spread like little suspects location and whereabouts um, and I just don't know if all that information was reliable or if it helped our community more than hurt us so definitely want to say thank you to the reporters like Katie and to Aggie. Um, how are you guys feeling like this week um, after everything has settled down? I mean the New York Times and the LA Times literally reported on this. Yeah, it was whole experience last week uh, I had family in North Carolina calling what's going on in Davis yeah it was a small town and I was like it is I don't know what's going on but it feels a lot better this week so it was definitely a lot safe yeah no, I would definitely agree I mean it's only been um, a week but uh, I, the community is definitely still rocked and in shock, I believe, but uh, things are starting to feel a little bit more like old Davis, a little safer. Um, um, I do feel very protected by the people serving the community. So, yeah, any concluding remarks as we move forward with the trial and the hearing? Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's just uh, relieving that, like, you know, slowly with the cases going through, you know, now they're finally <laughs> go back to their daily lives. I'm just glad that, you know, now everyone's safe and everyone's, you know, feeling safe enough to go out and their, uh, their normal lives. And with that, I'm unfortunately, we'll have to conclude our show, ladies and gentlemen, but thank you for listening. And again, stay safe out there and take care. And uh, our next group is coming up, but thank you listening to, to, to listening to Calpinia.
Hi, this is Kino. You are tuned to 95.7 KDRTLP, Davis, California. Now, today we are going to talk about pop culture. So, Yutong, what、uh, topic do you want to bring today? So, hello, my name is Yutong, and the topic I want to talk about is Met Gala. So, Met Gala,、uh, in order you don't know that, I will introduce it first. It is formerly known as the Costa Mesa to Benefit. It's an annual fundraising gala for the benefit of the metropolitan movement of Arts Costa Mesa in New York State. The event marks the opening of the Costa Mesa's annual fashion exhibit. Each year's event celebrates the theme of that year's Costa Mesa exhibition, and the exhibition sets the tone for the formal dress up of the night. Since the guests are expected to choose their own fashion to match the theme of the exhibit. So, this year's Costume Institute exhibition,、um, the theme is Carl Lagerfeld, A Line of Beauty, celebrates the full walk in life of Carl Lagerfeld. So, the dress code was Bentley, in honor of Carl. As Lagerfeld designed for many houses, including his own brand, Pato, Bauman, Louis, Fendi, and Chanel, attends had no shortage of inspiration. So,、um, I interviewed my cousin. She is a fashion design major, studied in Boston, and let's hear her opinion about the、uh, how how the fashion performance of the celebrities this year. How do you understand the theme of this year's Met Gala? I think the theme for Met Gala this time is a tribute to Karl Lagerfeld about his. Life and all his fashion designs. So after watching the show, um, which celebrity dress code do you like the most? Personally, like from all the look, I like Anne Hathaway's the most because there is a perfect combination of all those Chanel elements, like the twitty, the camellia, and also the pin on her dress is a really good, like. Refreshing point, like of it. That's why I really like it, and also it works really well with her hairstyle and makeup. Yeah. Yeah, I also think that, and、um, her look is really impressive. So, which one do you think is the most relevant to this year's theme? Um, for the closely related, I would say, Giselle's dress, which is from a. Old classic Chanel advertisement, and also personally, I really like the Lettos that cat outfit. That is really fun and like really unforgettable outfit. Yeah, yeah, I also like the cat outfit. So my last question is that: How do you rate the overall fashion performance of all celebrities invited to the Met Gala this year? Generally, I pretty enjoy the show this year, but I would also say some celebrities in their outfit choices it's too it's a little bit conservative, that they don't fully understand the Chanel elements. It's not just like black and white. I would say they could go more than that, but overall, it's like still pretty good.
Okay, uh, so speaking of the performance of the celebrities, Noah, what do you think of this year's celebrity performance? And what do you have some um, in, uh, rem memorable outfits you prefer? Yeah, so uh, before I get into that, I also just want to mention how this year there were a lot of celebrities um, that were performing at the Met Gala. And some of the chairs of this year's Met Gala include singer Dua Lipa, and Spanish actress Penelope Cruz, professional tennis player Roger Federer, and British actor Michaela Cole, and also another person that's not as well known but is still prominent is Anna Wintour, who's the editor of the Vogue magazine. And they also um, had actual performances where they dressed up and posed, so on and so forth. But some examples of notable uh, appearances that we actually saw today, or this year's Met Gala would be uh, first and foremost from actor and singer Jeremy Pope who actually wore um, a long gown that had like a big print of the face of fashion designer Carl Lagerfeld who this year's Met Gala is based around so that's one uh, promotional thing that we saw that also like dedicated to his memory also unrelated to honoring Carl Lagerfeld as Directly, but still notable, is the rapper and singer Lil Nas X's um, design that he had this year, which he had over 200,000 crystals all over him for his design, which was very interesting to see. And one more thing that showed up here that was notable was Suki Waterhouse, who had a Fendi gown that was actually designed by Legerfield himself. And she designed to, she decided to wear this gown for this year's Met Gala just to pay tribute to his memory. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for Noah and Yutong's introduction to Met Gala. And recently, there are also many concerts taking place in California. The K-pop group Blackpink and the Singapore artist JJ Lin and the Chinese artist Jackson Wong. Me myself have been to Coachella in April and Blackpink's concert. The live concert really feels like a refreshing experience after COVID, seeing so many people celebrating for the music and artists they love within a venue. It seems like they bring out so much energy and vibrance back to our life. Uh, so here, here's one of our group members have been to have been to JJ Ling's concert. So how's your feeling in the concert? Um, the overall atmosphere was pretty good and uh, JJ Ling really did interact with a lot with the audience and uh, they also send out the light sticks we can wave from like he sings and we can sing along with him and I think that's pretty good. Okay. His, uh, his songs have been the memory of the generation for 90s and Gen Z's. And he had distributed many songs that told stories about love and romantic relationships. I love his song because of his poetic lyrics. And okay, so and um, another of <laughs> Jimmy, our group member, also want to talk about Blackpink. Oh uh, yeah, hey there, Forrest. This is Jimmy, and I'll lead to dive into the different pop culture for K-pop and especially about the Blackpink. So uh, let's talk about Blackpink first. It's a form by YG Entertainment in 2016, and um, the Blackpink actually took the music scene by storm with their catch tunes, high energy performances, and stunning visuals. 
Um, this South Korean girl group consists of our uh, four talented members, Jisoo, Jenny, Rose, and Lisa. From their debut single album, um, Square One, to their chart-topping hits like Whistle, Zumbaya, Playing With Fire, and Kill This Love, Blackpink has been dominating the airwaves and capturing the hearts of fans worldwide. Their music seamlessly blends pop, hip-hop, EDM, creating a sound that's undeniably addictive. But it's not just their music that makes Blackpink stand out. These ladies are fashion icons making waves with their impeccable style and captivating stage presence. Collaborating with international superstars like Lady Gaga and Selena Gomez, Blackpink has proven their global appeal and continues to break records, including being the first K-pop girl group to perform at Coachella. Now, let's shift gears and talk about the incredible rise of K-pop in America. It's no secret that K-pop has taken the pop culture scene by storm, and there are a few key reasons why. First off, the power of the internet and social media cannot be underestimated. Fans from all corners of the globe can easily discover and share K-pop music videos, performances, and news, creating a massive and passionate international fan base. Uh, but it does not stop there. The influence of K-pop extends beyond the digital realm. International tours and fan meetings have allowed fans outside Korea to experience the electrifying performances of their beloved K-pop idols firsthand. Um, and let's not forget the exciting collaboration between K-pop artists and Western musicians, such as from BTS teaming up with Steve Aoki to Blackpink's explosive col collaboration with Dua Lipa. The cultural appeal of K-pop is undeniable, and its infectious melodies, intricate choreography, visually stunning music videos, and unique fashion scene uh, have captivated fans of all backgrounds. So there you have it, folks. K-pop's journey to become a trending pop culture phenomenon in America is a testament of the power of music, the internet, global collaborations, and the passion of fans. And we can, we can hear some of their songs. And at the end. Hi everyone, this is Isis, and you are tuned to 95.7 KBRT out here in California. And we are the Radio Rebels, and today we will be sharing some Holiday. According to the news, this year Labor Day results in 274 million trips. The Shandong Zibo Barbecue Festival has gone viral. From April 9th to 10th, Zibo travel search frequency increased 
599% propelling the company into the top 10 national tourism list for two consecutive days. According to the Zibo Business Bureau data, Zibo has attracted more than 4.8 million international tourists since March 2023, a 134% rise year-on-year, and tourism revenue has increased by 60%. The city 1,288 barbecue stores serve an average of 135,800 people per day. Key barbecue store turnover in the main city increased by about 35% year-on-year. According to Song Anxiang, director of the Zibo City Culture and Tourism Bureau, the city of Zibo is expected to receive 11.8 million tourists, an increase of 19.4% and total tourism revenue of 11 billion yuan, an increase of 39.2% in the first quarter of this year. And for today's news, I have invited my friend Fiona, who from Zibo Shandong, to talk about what does she think of Zibo. Hi everyone, I'm Fiona. Um, this is, I'm a senior year student in UC Davis. Uh, my hometown is in Zibo, uh, China. Um, this year, my hometown is getting very popular because of the barbecue. Uh, and during the holidays, like um, thousands of people came into this small city. Um, they're very, they're very uh, they love this place because of the people in Zibo are very welcome, are, wel- are welcomed, and also um, they offer a lot of good uh, services, and they offer really, really nice food, and also a lot of side views that it's very cheap and also very beautiful. Um, I'm so surprised about this sudden popularity in the small city because that's where I grown up and also um, I'm very uh, very proud of it. Thank you so much for having Fiona to talk about uh, her idea of Zibo. Reporting to you in Davis, California, this is Rachel, and the news I decided to talk about is how an AI system in Seoul, South Korea, is in works to monitor subway congestion. In order to avoid overcrowding and make sure people stay safe, the Seoul Metropolitan Government has announced this week that they will create an AI-based congestion monitoring system that will track the rider's mobile phone data usage to see the number of passengers on board. This would give enough information for Seoul Metro, the train operator in Seoul, to help separate the passengers into different sections of the train. It will also measure the estimation of how many people are in platforms, stairways, and waiting rooms to ensure more safety and provide accurate information for everyone walking around at the station. I have V here next to me to see what her thoughts are about this development. V? I think it's a really cool development. It's been really interesting to see how AI is being integrated into all these new solutions and innovations since ChatGPT's rise to popularity. I think using AI to control subway congestion is a really great and modern solution, but I'm a little wary about the fact that they're tracking riders' phone data. In general, I think AI has been really great, and um, but I do worry about people taking it too far. I think there's a real danger there that a lot of people haven't recognized yet, especially since here in the U.S. we're already facing our own struggles with privacy and security on the Internet. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Thank you.
Yeah, thank you so much. And tune in for more next time. Reporting to you in Davis, California. This is Rachel. Goodbye. Hi, everyone. This is Sihan. I would like to start by describing the phenomena that due to the advanced internet, society, and late technology nowadays. You can always see beautiful girls post their images in uh, like TikTok or Instagram, and they all have one common feature that is slim. Like gradually, singers have become a prerequisite for beauty, which has led to many girls become less confident and even needing to accept the criticism more of others. So here's the news I'm gonna bring up. So in China, clothing manufacturer is accused of trafficking in anxiety. So usually the M size is used to measure the standard figure, but gradually those size are made smaller and smaller by businesses, making it difficult for girls to buy clothes of their choice, and they may even be accused of or not having a good enough figure to cause them to buy the right clothes. So in this regard, I hope that all women are not bounded by the ideas of others. A good body is never defined by others. And I hope that all girls can be confident. And this is the news I bring up today. Thank you. Hi everyone, this is Liang. I'll be broadcasting a news from Asia. A 22-year-old Chinese woman and a 25-year-old Chinese man were found dead at an intercontinental hotel in Bali last Monday, according to Chinese media reports. Local police are investigating the death. According to local reports, hotel staff received a call about 9.55 a.m. from guests who heard cries for help. When the staff arrived, they found that the man died on the hallway balcony, neck and covered in blood. The hotel surveillance video shows that he is crying for more than 20 minutes. The local police have not yet decided the cause of the death. On last Friday, the Chinese Consul General in Demasart met with local police to discuss measures to ensure the safety of Chinese tourists. Local Chinese consulate has issued a safety alert to Chinese citizens traveling to Bali ahead of the Labor Day holiday. Also, I interviewed a friend who is interning at a hotel and she wants to share what to do in a dangerous situation when you're living in a hotel. Hi, my name is Sabrina and I have a three-month internship in the hospitality industry. I would like to remind everyone staying at a hotel should pay attention to safety. Also remember to manage your variables when stay at a hotel and remember to lock your room door at night. When in a dangerous situation, you can call a hotel phone desk to call for help or call a police. Hi everyone, this is Isis again, and today I'll be covering some news in Central America, beginning with the anticipated lifting of Title 42, which is being lifted tonight. Um, Title 42 was a Trump era policy that allowed the government to quickly turn away certain migrants at the border originally with the aim of stopping the spread of COVID-19. While first implemented under the tr Trump administration as a response to the pandemic, Title 42 has been kept in place by the courts and used by the Biden administration to deal with migrants at the border. Traveling unimagined distances on foot, migrants wait not knowing their fate, some camping out near the U.S.-Mexico border, some who clamber off the tops of flight trains heading into Ciudad Juarez, Mexico, before trying to get to the border, and others who sleep in makeshift encampments of 
speech of an actor or actress, reading flyers, urging them to turn themselves into authorities. Some of these, some of them intend to turn themselves to the U.S. Border Patrol agents, then try to turn cops astray. Officials fear it will elaborate on already challenging humanitarian crisis during unprecedented mass migration and extra national support. And with that news, um, this is my husband, husband with the Rebels. I'm Isis. I'm Rachel. I'm Nat. I'm Siha. I'm Sandra. And thanks for tuning in. Yo, 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 what's up, Donuts? <laughs> <laughs> oh my this god. This is Donuts, okay? You Way to go. <laughs> I know, I messed up my own intro. It's early. Hey, hey, let me say it again. Let me say it again. Yo, 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 what's up, Davis? You're this, <laughs> this is Donuts. You are tuned to 95.7 KDRT LP Davis, California. And we have a couple of people here with us today. We are in suit group name here. This is Sion. This is Erica. And this is Talia. Yeah, and today we're going to talk about food, guys. I My favorite we topic, comida. We had a lot of interesting topics today, but I think, you know, food is obviously the best one to end it on. Yeah. What do you guess yes, it is. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, 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 <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. yeah. <laughs> Where do you want to start? Like, what do you want to do? Okay, so t- we either have... Um, Bakery. Yes, we have the bakery, and then we have the hot dog. The hot interview. dog. So we're gonna go ahead and play those for you right now. Let's yeah. See. Let's go ahead we, and play. Well, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh well, I just wanted to say that it's so strange because usually we have Sam here. Yes, oh, Sam. Sam isn't here. He was on. He's on a track meet or something. Good like luck. That. I wasn't here technically last week, but I am like low key. I don't know. Anyway, we miss uh, you, Sam. Yeah, we yeah. miss you so much. Good and luck with your track. We have. We interviewed. Um, recently we interviewed. Um, people from like the Davis community in Sacramento. Um, we interviewed um, the owner of the hot dogger and we also interviewed the bread maker of this one bakery call in Sacramento called Faria Bakery. Faria Bakery. And so we're going to play you those interviews that we got uh, over the week. So enjoy. Yeah. This is great.
Okay, we're running into some technical difficulties yes, give here. Give us one second. Yeah. We'll be right back. into some technical difficulties. coming out. 
if you ever go and they have this new pastry out, definitely try it. Okay, that was um, one of the bread bakers at Faria Bakery in Sacramento. Uh, we're really sorry yeah. about the yeah, technical difficulties. Yeah, thank you for your patience. We, yeah, t- technical difficulties. But it happens. Yeah, yeah. It happens yeah, to it everyone. Happens. It happens to everyone. I think it's just because Sam isn't here. He's cursing. <laughs> it's Sam's He's fault. cursing us. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, what do you... Okay, so you know what was really nice, though? I really liked how Erica brought bread to yes. the whole station. Thank she you. Just Woo! Woo! Yeah. Shout out to Lisa, Lee yeah, Baker. Yeah, really good. It tasted yeah. so good. She got different types of bread and it was yeah, so fresh. Yeah. I tried oh the my olive God. one. The olive one was really good. Yeah. yeah. Check out Faria Bakery in Oak, Sacramento. Is there anything else you'd like to add since you interviewed your sister? No, yeah. Just shout out to my sister. She gave us the bread. She was like, if you want to take bread, here, Aww. come over here and pick it up. Thank so, you, sister. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's funny, though? I yesterday also got something for free. So I also yesterday got something for free. I went to Ooh, the hot yeah. dogger. I went to the hot dogger located here in Davis. I think it's it's it, near the Davis Creamery. I don't know what street that is. What is that street? Do you guys know? Um, I'm not really in Davis when I'm not on yeah. campus. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> lame, 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 lame. Yeah, but there, dude, the the guy over there. I think his name is Tad. He's so cool. He's so nice. He's the owner. He's partly the owner. And it's I think it's just so interesting because um, the hot dogger, I feel like, is an essential part of Davis, right? Mm-hmm. You When you think of food at Davis, I always go to the hot dogger. Their, their stuff is so good. Like, I love going there. He gave me a free dog. That, was that is so, so nice. sweet. Yeah. You should have brought one for all of us. I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think I don't think he has them the resources for that but <laughs> i'll ask i'll ask and this time i'll bring for 20 people yeah because <laughs> i already brought senorita bread erica they're pressuring bread they keep pressuring me to bring food i'm i'm so sorry we paid our dues it's your turn <laughs> i don't like i'm not as nice as you guys i guess yes, you are. <laughs> i mean i am but too. i'm just like yeah I, we're all the same group <laughs> dude i've been going through a lot like honestly i told you over the uh yeah, on over bre- the break. yeah on break. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, I was telling you that like my ex broke up with me and he sucks. Okay, I wish him the <laughs> I wish him the worst. But you know what's excellent for getting over yes. ex is food. Food is therapy. Yes. Oh my god. Yes, I love that. Okay, so we have an interview. We interviewed the owner of the hot or part owner of the hot dogger. His name is Tad. Shout out to Tad. We're gonna Woo! play that right Woo! now. And yeah, hopefully with no difficulties. Hopefully with no difficulties. Hopefully, hopefully everything goes well. Yeah, but listen up. Yeah, listen to this. Okay, so we did run into some technical difficulties. <laughs> we are not playing an interview from Tad right now, but we will in a few minutes. Anyway, let's just continue to talk about the hot dogger for a second. I went yesterday, and I was, like, really excited. I talked to him, and it was really cool because he he told me about, like, how he this isn't a family-owned business, even though he is the son of the owner. Mm-hmm. He studied at Sacramento State, I believe, and with—I think he's a bio— 
bio major or bioengineer major? That's dope. I know. And he's running this place. He's like, he, you know what I really suck with me? His dad was like, um, like make it like your job doesn't have to be something you love. Does that make sense? Like it, it like making money, like uh, operating the business. He didn't say this exact words. I'm pretty sure we're going to have these exact words in the interview. But like he didn't say the exact words. He was like, your job doesn't have to be something you love, but you can always do what you love after you make some money. Yeah. Well, speaking of money, <laughs> speaking of money, speaking we of money were was. able to get. It looks like we are, we're all set to go to play the yes. interview. Okay, then let's, let's do go. that. Yeah. Okay. My name is Tad Franks. I'm part owner of the Hot Dogger here in downtown Davis. My father and I own this business, and it has been in the bam, uh, family since 1984. So we operate at the Davis Farmer's Market every Saturday morning. We're also out at Picnic in the Park on Wednesday evenings at the same park. We also operate the food truck at the Roostower Brewery off Pedrick Road going out towards Dixon. We're there Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And uh, other small events and caterings we also operate. Weddings, bar mitzvahs, bar mitzvahs. Yeah. Just about any event you can think of. My father offered me part ownership and a salary position. And it's a family business. I love it. I call the hot dogger my brother. Oh. Um, I was two when my parents bought the place. I literally grew up under the soda machine, playing up front. Uh, many customers have literally known me my entire life. Um, so yeah, so I, I really enjoy it and helping my dad out. And I love the staff. Everyone that works here is a family to me. Oh my God! Thank you, Tad. That was so nice. Thank you. Shout out to Tad. I cannot Shout believe out. that he spent his basically his whole life at the hot dogger, and now he's working there. I mean, he seems like he's a lovely guy. You guys should really go down to the hot dogger. They're really great. Um, also, his dad. You know, it was really interesting. His dad went to UC Davis, and that's how he. Oh, about wow, his dad. Went yeah, oh, wow. but because of the hot dogger, they spent fifteen years. Um, trying to pay off school and go to school and mm -hmm. run the hot dogger at the same time. So this is like Little Shack. You guys should check it out. I'll definitely. I yeah. mean, I, I mean, if you don't like hot dogs, then what's your deal? <laughs> I know, right? Like, who doesn't like sausage? Do they have veggie dogs? I'm a vegetarian. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure nice. they do. Yeah, they have this whole new menu. They have stickers. It's really, really cool. They do, like, vending out in Dixon, I think, and sometimes during the farmer's market. So it's pretty cool. Can we talk about my ex, though, for a second? <laughs> Do we need to? Does he does he really does he deserve, deserve that much credit? No, he doesn't. He doesn't. But I'm hurt. And I hope he hurts. <laughs> okay, well, this is what I actually told you when we were on break. This can be for everyone here and everyone else who's listening. Okay. When you go through a horrible breakup, it's like a time for you to like evaluate or like, you know, yeah. what you really want in a partner. So I highly encourage everyone, especially you, Donya, to take a piece oh. of paper. Donuts! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's not my name. Sorry. That's not, yeah, donuts. Anyways, I highly recommend you take a piece of paper and you write down everything you want in a partner. Yeah. And then just forget about it. But you have to be very descriptive. Extremely descriptive. And I then don't want to do that, though. But, okay. I want to figure out what my life is. Okay, then he do took that away my whole life. Okay, well, first of all. He took away my whole <laughs> dignity. A year? Isn't your life? A year isn't my life, but it was just a lot. <laughs> so it was it too much. It felt like your life. So once you're, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, at least what, what she told you, right? 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Ugh, I would have had him. Oh my god, I had a dream that he cheated on me after he broke up on me. <laughs> you know what? You know that? You know that with this girl that he's been talking too much to. <laughs> I had a dream oh that they were kissing and they were having fun. Anyways, once you're in a better state of mind, <laughs> once you're in a better state of write mind, write down. I highly encourage you to do it. It works. Yeah. I kid you not. It really does because you're manifesting what you want in a mm-hmm. partner. He's I'm ugly sure. anyway, and he has a micro peepee. Uh, anyways, <laughs> anyways, um, going back to food. Back no, to no, we only have a couple seconds left. We can talk about food. I was eating, I was eating the hot dog yesterday, and I was like, everything reminds me of him. Well, first of all, he shouldn't have that much power over you. Yeah. I yeah. know he shouldn't. He doesn't. He doesn't. But like, I just, I want to insult him because he actually is yeah. ugly. Can we just talk about how ugly he is? I mean, I don't know him, so... I don't think we have the time to talk about. (laughs) Damn it. Yeah. Okay, well, anyway, this was Insert Group Name here. and Hope everyone has a great weekend. (laughs) Yeah, and you are are tuned to 95.7 KDRT. LP, Davis, California. Dariessa Brewing Company a craft brewery and tap room featuring a rotating selection of fresh brews, live music, and a relaxed atmosphere on the patio. Open Thursday through Sunday and located at 27260 Highway 128, Winters. Information at BerryessaBrewingCo.com.